Hey everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, and I want to welcome you to episode 95. That's right, 95 episodes of Limitly Live, where the patients interview the guests. And today we are doing an open mic. Uh, guys, can you believe it? This is literally the 95th episode of this Limitly Live thing. Um, you know, I think back to when we started this. We started it in July of 2021. Yeah, I think it was Dr. Robbins who was the first guest on. And it was crazy. You know, I had this idea that I was like, I want to have this you know, uh, engagement where we have the patients and the surgeons and everybody else just, you know, engaging live. And we finally did it. We're almost at the 100th episode. It's pretty crazy. But anyway, how's everybody doing? So we are back with another episode. We got Benjamin Minoza in here. Riz, watching from Iran. Wow, really appreciate that, man. That's that's incredible. I know that the time zone difference is crazy over there. But um, yeah, guys, so um, you know, something popped up on my uh, email that said that, you know, I think it was like a week ago, three years, three, three weeks ago, a week ago, uh, was Cyborg for Life's YouTube channel birthday. Uh, so I actually started Cyborg for Life in August of 2019. And because uh, <laughs> I was getting questions asked a lot, like, you know, about limb lengthening. I was like, I need to make a YouTube channel to kind of answer everybody's question at once. And then I started a YouTube channel, but I was too scared to go on camera and actually, you know, do videos. Um, now I shot some videos for like my fitness business in the past, and I was, you know, starting to get more outgoing or become more outgoing and stuff. But doing a YouTube video and like showing my face on camera and talking about this bizarre procedure was pretty nerve wracking. And uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I just got to get it. Go ahead and do it. So I started off with my story, and then I started off with the topics that were getting asked, and then they got, you know, got some traction. And then three and a half years later, here we are, or almost four years later, come February. So uh, when I actually did the first video, so it's pretty crazy, you know. So um, I've been having a lot of consultations lately with patients, and they're like, you know, you, you your your videos have like changed my life, and like I found your information so helpful. And it's like whether it's a surgeon that they found out about, or they found a patient case that was similar to what they were going through, and they wanted to kind of get the stature lengthening surgery done or limb length discrepancy fixed. So it's really given me a, an appreciation for all the work that we're doing here with Cyborg for Life. And it's all thanks to all you guys. So um, yeah, give it up for the Cyborg for Life birthday that just happened a few weeks ago or a week ago. Uh, another uh, piece of news is that Rich Rotella actually just visited last week and we did a little bit of a filming for a segment of the limb lengthening documentary that we're working on um he came into town so did another member that we're working with the novelist he uh dr quinn schrader who has been on the channel for some interviews that we've done um and we filmed an aspect of the documentary um about the history of limb lengthening so it was really went well we did it here at my office um Rich is going to be going back to LA in the next week. Uh, Quinn already went back to Ohio. So uh, yeah, man, thanks to those guys for helping out with that. Um, Rich, man, the guy's doing incredible in terms of recovery. I mean, he got eight centimeters, which is three inches on his femurs, and he can do almost everything. I mean, he's back to running. He's back to working out. He can uh, jump. He can jump rope. He can dance. He told me that he can dance at like when he goes out to clubs and stuff. So uh, yeah, so he's, he's just over a year and a half pretty much after his surgery and he's pretty much where he's expected to be, you know, pretty much full recovery. So it's impressive to see that. And actually he called me today and he said that he actually played, uh, what's it called? The uh, pickleball. Yeah. The thing that's really popping off in the U S right now. So he did that, I think tennis. And he says, although he was a little stiff in certain areas and felt a little bit of, you know, I guess sore spots and some 
tight spots. And again, I think he hasn't gotten his nails out yet. Uh, he's still recovering. He's still under the two-year mark, but he says he's doing fantastic and uh, his new legs work. <laughs> so I think it's, it's, it's really incredible to see his story from, you know, seeing what, what height he was at, everything that he was going through to where he's at now. So you guys stay tuned for the Limb Length Any documentary. We're probably going to have it out next year sometime. We're working on some, you know, big, uh, projects to get that out in the best fashion possible um next piece of news is the collective membership so i know a lot of you guys have been asking about that so not everybody was kind of all about for the consultation stuff but they wanted the membership aspect so we are relaunching it so if you see this little ticker going down here this little strip going down it says membership.thecollective.com slash home or don't put the home part but you don't have to i just copied that there but yeah you just go to that little link i'll put it in the description you can actually go and opt in and uh, there I'll actually just share it on screen here so you guys can see what you have to do. Um, there is a fee. It's not free. Is anything in America <laughs> or in the world? <laughs> um, no, but it, what you can do in that, you can literally get access to our uh, membership surgeon who's in there. We're going to be having a physical therapist in there as well. You can ask them questions. We'll be doing uh, monthly calls within that Discord, so it's really, really cool. Um, and there'll be other patients in there as well. So I know a lot of you patients have been emailing me about that for the last couple of weeks. I've been super busy with the work project. That's wrapping up. So we finally got this out. I busted myself this weekend to get it out. So I will uh, show that real quick. Let me uh, share screen. Hold on. Uh, so how's everybody doing? Let me, we're going to get to the live Q&A just a second. Let me just pull this up so that you guys know what to do, what steps to take. In fact, I'll just show you from the website itself. All righty. Can you believe it? Summer's almost over. I felt like I didn't even have a summer. I went to the beach for one day and that was it. <laughs> I just have too much stuff going on. All right. So here we are. We're going to answer some questions in a second. So share my screen. Do, do, do. I need to share this. All right, guys, so this is the collective website. Um, really cool. Uh, yeah, really nice design. But what you're going to do, you're going to go to services, go to patient overwatch. Um, and this is what you're going to click on, learn more. Um, basically, I revamped this to put join now instead of apply now. So there's no more no more applying. You're actually going to be able to join. So you just click this. And uh, you can watch this cool little video I put together. Um, but this is the membership fees over here. Basically, you can get one-year access to the collective membership, which will cover your entire lengthening journey from surgery all the way to probably removal for $497. So yeah, $500. You get everything. You can ask the surgeon any questions you have um, within the membership. You can talk to me. I'll be in there pretty much every single day. Um, I'm setting aside time specifically for that. Um, you can ask other patients questions. Will I be in the free one too? Yes, I'll be in there as well. So you'll get full access to me, but I'm going to be answering all of you paid members questions. Uh, it's going to take priority. Then they have a six month option, three month option, a one month option. I know some people just want like they're in a certain part of their lengthening. They have some complication going on or they have some question about their x-ray. That's when you can go ahead and get those different options. And we also have a monthly option. So if you just want to kind of stay on retainer and cancel when you want just go ahead and do that so that's what you're going to do just make sure you click the box you want because i can <laughs> i set up the software stuff but i don't know how to like kind of just do it so it's only one box but make sure you just click one box that you want unless you want to buy more hey i'm not going to complain <laughs> so go ahead and do that um i couldn't get the paypal set up uh i'll figure that out but it's right now it's connected with stripe and then google pay so i'll try to get the paypal set up for you people internationally that don't trust us americans so <laughs> so you go ahead and do that if you want if you're interested i'll send it to you guys who emailed me about it 
Um, and what will happen is you'll get an email that confirms your purchase. And then I will follow up once I just kind of check all that and give you a role to the, the Discord where you can talk to the surgeon and ask him questions. Um, and he's going to be in there pretty much as of next week. So uh, we're going to be starting this pretty much right after Labor Day. So, yep, that is the new relaunch of the collective membership. So we're just doing that aspect. If you want consultations as well, uh, you can always go back to here. And if you want to customize your plan, you can go down to surgeon support. You can get a consultation with just the surgeon um, where he can kind of talk about, you know, your x-rays, symptoms you're having, anything that you have questions about your lengthening process, uh, a physical therapist, a virtual consultation, or the nutritionist as well. So this is if you want just like consultations. So, but if you want to just have like everything in one, one flat fee, that's what you do. Okay, cool. We're done with that. Back to the live Q&A. So let's go ahead and answer some questions and see what, what's on you guys' minds. All right, Ben, hey Vic, you got five episodes left before you make it to the 100th episode. That's what I was saying at the beginning, Ben. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I, I just can't believe it. It's crazy, man. 100 episodes of One Lincoln Live. Hey, everybody, this is Victor from Subway. Like We've been doing that for 100 episodes. It's crazy, you know? I can't believe it. I don't think I've ever been so consistent for something in my life besides working out <laughs> and maybe showing up to school. <laughs> Probably skip more school than I had done in my lives. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Batman begins. Uh, hey, Vic, I sent you emails about a proposed partnership. Did you receive the email? Yeah, look, I've gotten I, – I, so I was working on that work project. I have the emails. I'm going to go through all of them. Um, I did see – that logo. So I think that I've seen your email in there. I'll go through that for sure. I'm open to all kinds of uh, partnerships and stuff. So definitely I'll check it out. Uh, <clears throat> ben, what's your plans when you hit hit the 100th episode? You know, I don't know. I think we're having some special guests, right? That's in five weeks if we stay on a weekly basis here and I don't skip another week. Um, that's crazy. So I'll have to have a big interview or something like that. We'll do something special, maybe a giveaway. I don't know. We'll, we'll do something. Bob, Chicago time. <laughs> Chicago time. I don't even know what that means. Is that that's where you are? You're in Chicago. Is that where you are, Bob? I can't remember. I don't know. I I've been so tired lately, guys. I've been sitting down like after my workouts and just like dozing off. I need to catch a nap to kind of get rid of all this lingering exhaustion. RZZ. I can't go to Europe or US uh, country to do my limb lengthening surgery. I had an appointment with Dr. Nader and Iran International Limb Lengthening Center. Going to do my so I am not familiar with that clinic in Iran. I uh, I haven't. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. Um, I can't make any recommendations because I don't know his clinic. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with him as a surgeon. Um, I'm sure look, orthopedics typical like fixing broken legs and doing some deformity correction maybe, but in terms of limb, length, limb lengthening and watching out for complications and um, not not too familiar. So I'm not going to be able to give you any advice there, my friend. Bob, who is the handsome man on your on your site to the right? <laughs> uh, on my site to the right? On my, uh, you mean, which site? Cyborg for Life site? Let me see. Because I actually just uh, transferred that website to a new platform as well. Oh, yeah. That's me, Bob. That's right. Always looking good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. All right. Jacob Riley. What's up, Jacob? How are you doing? Growth progress consolidation is linear. First month of consolidation has slow pro little progress, hoping for better second month. Absolutely. I think there's phases to it. Um, there's, I mean, there is phases to bone um, 
consolidation for fact. I just don't know. You have to look at your x-ray and stuff, but like, yeah, there is. And I think it's going to get, it compounds, right? Like the faster the bone kind of like consolidates on itself, you start to see it kind of laying down new tissue. But obviously you have to be in a slight surplus. So you need to make sure your nutrition and your calorie intake is sufficient enough to help out with that regeneration. But um, yeah, man, absolutely. So I think so. I think second month will be better for, for a fact. Well, you're, you just stopped lengthening, I think, recently. So, yeah, you, you, you'll usually see some good gains. I have family on my mom's side who are from Chicago. Oh, okay, cool. Billy Bob Joe. <laughs> I don't know why that name makes me laugh, but that's pretty funny. Um, Vic, are you trying to get to 511 eventually with the new nails? That is a fantastic question. So somebody asked me that on one of my consultations, and um, he was my same height. And uh, actually, he was a little shorter than me. And he's like, yeah. And it made me really think. It's like, once I'm done bodybuilding, and I was in the gym actually thinking about this today, doing some squats. And I'm like, man, you know, I start to, if I get stature lengthening and I get to 5'11, that's six centimeters, it's conservative. I should be perfectly fine. Um, you know, how will my training be impacted? Because I, when Rich came here, right, like uh, last Thursday, that's why I couldn't do last Thursday. We did last Wednesday. He, we did some tests in my little fitness studio back here that we have for the physical therapy and stuff. And um, he, uh, he was doing squats and my biomechanics video like holds true here because like when he was squatting with his feet, like, you know, hip width apart, his, uh, his torso leaned forward to compensate for the longer femur uh, levers, right? Or the moment arms. So by taking a wider stance, he was able to kind of sink down into depth and still, you know, keep in more upright posture. I think he's still uh, working on range of motion, but if you look at any femur patient, the longer your femurs are, without lengthening your tibias, it's going to affect your squats. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's, I mean, you're, fi you're changing your biomechanics. So if this is an issue for you, you need to remain conservative on the amount of length that you get. You need to kind of play trade-off with how much height you get versus what it's going to do to your lifting if you're just doing the femurs. Now, if you're doing like Brett, we've had on the channel before. He's a quadrilateral lengthening patient and other quadrilateral lengthening patients we've had on you're going to be perfectly fine because you're shifting the tibias and the femurs. Now, that being said, there's still that your torso is not getting longer. So that does affect, you know, certain different stressors there, but it's not as impactful as if you just lengthen your femurs. That's the most impactful. So even if you just did your tibias, it's less impactful because that's a vertical bone when you're squatting from the fulcrum being your knee. Right. So I think, um, I think, would I get it done with the new nails? I don't know. I really don't know. I really would love to be five eleven. I can't, I mean, I, I don't have a, um, it's not something that I need, you know, if I did, it would be for the channel. It'd be like some sort of like watch my journey as I get taller or something like that. But, uh, you know, I have really long arms, you know, I'd love to be five eleven. It's a height that my doctor told me as you know, my pediatrician told me that I should be. And, um, I don't know. I really have to think about it. Um, stupid little fruit flies i swear uh but i have to completely be done with like bodybuilding right because like i i don't want to have to relearn biomechanics and uh bar path movements and different things like that because i'm at the highest level of my my sport right now and if i start to do it midway through i'm screwed you know i might as well throw it out the window so i don't know we will we will see i would love to but yeah i think it's like a 75 percent chance that i might so <laughs> all right let's keep going here uh any guests tonight Andrew, feel free to join. Oh, did I not put the join link below? I am so sorry. Let me see here. I've been lapsing here. Let me go to us right now. Hold on just a second. 
live. I didn't do it. I'm so bad. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to put the join link in the description and I'll post it in the comments so you guys can join. I feel so bad about that. I think I did it in the Discord. I kind of did it last minute again. I'm going to get better at that for, for real because I got to stop doing this last minute stuff. All right, let's see. Um, hold on just a second. Nope. That's not the short key. It's this one. Okay, here it is. All right, guys, so check the... Uh, check the... The uh, description. It should be there now if you refresh the page. And then I'll put it in the chat as well. So you can kind of uh, do that. I'll put it in the chat here. So you can come on. There we go. Should come through as me telling you that. So join, join, please, please. Uh, I'm, I'm all lonely here. Let's do this for at least uh, 45 minutes. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't even do the timestamps from last week. I'm, I'm so behind on things, but... I'll try to do it. I'll speed do it. Can I join? Fate. Fate. Yes, absolutely. And Fate, somebody actually wants to talk to you from the Discord, so I'm trying to connect, make the connection. So come on, Fate. Let's go. You're still up, man. You're in Germany. What are you doing? <laughs> Otavio Mares. Uh, Mares. Uh, is it worth doing limb lengthening at 184 centimeters? I. It's so hard for me to make that you know decision or judgment for you because I'm not you, but if I was 184 centimeters, I would say no um, for myself because I would be very happy at that height. Um, I mean, what is that? Like one, that's like six, one or something like that. Six, two, maybe. Um, I think it's kind of, again, I can't say, I don't know where you are living in the world. I have no judgments anymore. In the past I did, I would just say like, no, don't do that. But it really depends on you, you know? So I think it's un unnecessary, but if it makes you happier, I'm all for it. All right. So did the little thing go in here? I have to scroll down and check. Yeah, it did. Okay, so click that link if you want to join Andrew Mack. <laughs> All right. Hey, Vic, this is not a real question, limb lengthening question, but who's the tallest woman you dated and how did that relationship go? Oh, it was, uh, she was five foot. I actually remember, it was, this is 2019. Uh, it was just before the pandemic. <laughs> and she was, I think she was like five, nine and a half, maybe five. 10. So she was just slightly taller than me. And it, it just, it was, uh, it was a little weird. I, I, uh, I guess when I was walking around, we were at Longwood Gardens in PA. Uh, hey, we got Fate. What's up here? <laughs> What's up, Fate? Fate, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up, brother? How are you? Oh, uh, perfect. Uh, I'm fine. How are you? Good, man. Good. Yeah, I'm just uh, doing some questions here. Hey, like, so somebody in the Discord wants to connect with you. Are you in the Discord? Um, yeah. You are okay. So, shoot. You know what? Before, well, you're talking to me in Meta, like the IG or whatever. So, if you can find a Discord before we go, stay stay on when we go. Off. We won't be forever. Uh, so I can get you connected with this guy. He wants to talk to you. Yeah, one moment. If you, if you're open to that, again, I'm not pushing you to do anything. No, no, uh, I can tell you. Um, uh, what's moment. that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I need a, um, um, but yeah, like, you need a moment. Uh, yeah, Ben. So, like, tallest woman I dated, yeah, she's five nine and a half, five ten. I don't know. Maybe she was wearing something in her shoes. It looked like they were flat shoes. I remember I have a photographic memory. But anyway, we were in Longwood Gardens, and uh, I was walking around this place. It was like Christmas time, and she was just like. She felt like a giant. I don't know. <laughs> so it made me feel a little weird, right? So from a guy's perspective, dating a woman like that, I felt a little weird. Um, I do like, you know, 
the women that I date, like I like them a little bit shorter, uh, you know, but I think it was a little, un- not like uncomfortable. Like she was an awesome person, like a really nice person that I was dating, but it just was, uh, yeah. So I think that there is that something like that's like a sub- subconscious dynamic that you want, that you want to be taller than the woman you're dating. I don't know. I can't explain it. But for me, that's, yeah, it was, yeah. The relationship was just, it was like a date or two and that was it. Like, I think it was like three dates. Um, and uh, yeah, so. For one, it was long distance. I don't know. I was messing with long distance stuff at the time. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Discord is uh, can't open it. Is it okay if you um, if I gave you my email? I have a special email. Maybe you can contact with me um, over there. Yes, yes. You mean your email? Yes. Yeah, you can, can I- do that at the. Uh, just shoot me that, or you can. Um, can you email it to Victor at CyborgForLife.com? Yeah, I can. Okay, email me your email and I'll send it to him. I just like to con- make the connections for patients who are looking to talk to other patients. That's the job. All right, let's see. What's the next question here? Is it worthy to wait for the stride? I think so, Rodrigo. So if you can afford it, if it makes sense for you, I think so because look, you're still going to be you're still going to need to be careful with walking around and stuff like that. Don't do anything stupid, but like I think um for stature lengthening, if you can afford it again, I think it's a game changer because it's just a sense of security for you as the patient to go through, have a more, I guess, a, a greater sense of independence when you're lengthening. You can, you know, walk around without fearing that the nail is going to mess up or bend or uh, malfunction while you're lengthening. So yes, it's more expensive by a couple grand, but I think that is the insurance policy that you're paying for. Uh, because if something happens, you're most likely going to have to pay more than what you paid for that increase or the you know, difference in price uh, for the, uh, the weight bearing nail. So I would say so, Rodrigo. Um, so yeah, I uh, I wrote my email in the live chat. I think that's the, the best choice. Oh, in the live oh. chat, you put in the live chat. You can put it in the private chat if that's you don't okay. want to put it there. It's okay. No, yeah, it's I, okay. Um, I have a special email for this. So, oh, you do, you do. That's awesome. Yes. A burner email. Cool. I'll actually yeah, post yeah. it below on the uh, on the YouTube video if I can find it here. Um, I will post it in the description so people can reach out to you. Yeah. See. Really I appreciate you doing more. that. That's huge, yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's, you, you ready to ha- help me answer some questions here, Fate? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool, man. Let's do it. All right. So let's see. Where was I? Uh, so time lapse car guy Bruno saying, do it. He wants me to do statue lengthening. <laughs> what do you think, Fate? You think I should do it? <laughs> I think so. Victor, you I think, think so? so. <laughs> of course, because you're doing it. You're like, go ahead and push me into the deep end as well, right? <laughs> Break <laughs> no, your amazingly look, amazing legs, Victor, and all that bodybuilding stuff out the window. Now, I mean, look, I've been through lengthening. I've had three broken legs. So it's not like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not scared of the pain. I'm not scared of the rehabilit. I think I am scared of the rehabilitation. It's just like, you know, I think, well, actually, no, I'm not because I know how to do it. It's just, I guess the time away from doing things, because it's like, it feels like, and when I say doing things, like doing things in life, because like bodybuilding, I've been a slave to bodybuilding for over 15 years now. It's like, I have to win the world title. So I, I haven't really been able to do things like rock climbing, skydiving, because I know I'm like, hurt myself and I'm not going to risk that for bodybuilding. So I think I need like a, like a year or two, like a gap year or two or three to enjoy my life before doing this um, and do things before I get too old. Cause it's like, I haven't even really, you know, I mean, I'm chasing this thing, the sport. And when you're an athlete, 
your sport is your life in a way. I mean, not really, but this is, you get what I'm saying. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, let's keep mm -hmm. it moving here. Yeah, um, an interesting question uh, would be maybe, Victor, um, how many doctors do you think um, um, are in choice? Room? I know um, saying names here is uh, not a good idea. Forbidden. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you can say names. You can say names. I don't care. Um, no, but I um, want to make the question like this that I um, would ask you. How many doctors um, are for you good enough that you undergo uh, their procedure? Only the number. You don't have to say a name. I only want to hear a number for you. Oh, you mean the, the top three that I would pick from? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. See, you're putting me on the spot, and I can say that because it's an opinion, right? So I'm not actually recommending things to people publicly. But I think I think everybody knows. Um, I, think, I think I would... I mean, you think about it, the greatest of all time, Dr. Paley. I mean, uh, he's incredible at what he does. I mean, they, they have what they have. I mean, and you have uh, Dr. Uh, Burkholz now in South Africa. He's fantastic. And then I think my surgeon, right? Like, I mean, the queen of limb lengthening, Dr. Conway. I mean, think about it. I mean, she... Um, she gave me, you know, my life back because I, for years I was, had this big discrepancy and I knew nothing about limb lengthening. And then all of a sudden she came down and she was very down to earth and she's like, Hey, look, yeah, we can do this like this. And we have this internal nail and it was really simple and really nice lady. And before you knew it, I was back to walking. So I think those are, those are my, uh, you know, the th three that I would probably pick from. So. So you would only pick three surgeons. Um, for no, I mean, I, yeah, I see, see, this is, it's, yeah, that's, hey, you're that's funny, man. I like how you twist you know? the commentary. <laughs> we need yeah, you on the show yeah. as like a, a color commentary. <laughs> no, um, I, I didn't say that. I just mean those are like the, you know the three that I would probably. You said pick three. You said three, right? No, so, uh, um, no. I, I just want to ask um, how many. If you um, ask me, I would say for me, um, there are about twelve, fifteen surgeons in the world. I would um, go. Oh, that's see now you put me on the spot. I'm gonna have to go clip that part out that I kind of gave in recommendations. But uh, no, I think I think absolutely. I think um, for me, it would probably be about that same amount. I think that maybe a little less. I think probably like because look, I'm a perfectionist, and I now have talked to a lot of surgeons, and I know a lot of patients that come from these surgeons. I think that list is going to probably be shaved down to about ten. Um, yeah. and fantastic world-class phenomenal surgeons that would do an amazing, incredible job on my legs. Like, you know, I, I would want the perfect precision. Um, if it, of course, fate, your, your surgeons is fantastic as well. I just spoke with him the other day. We were doing a research project, so it's really cool. Um, all right, cool. Let's get back to this. All right, guys, let's see. Maverick. Interested in hearing from anyone who did Bet's Bone in the tibia. It seems like clicking might be less severe than the femurs, and the weight-bearing aspect is a plus. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know anybody right now that's doing it in the tibias, because uh, obviously femurs can get more length, and that's usually what they do. Um, but if we find out anybody that's doing that, we'll let you know, Maverick. You can uh, probably ask around the Discord to see if anybody's done that, but not sure. Okay, let's keep it moving. Fate, how, how far are you along with your lengthening right now? Um, just hit uh, 4.5 centimeters tonight. So, um, yeah, I'm exactly on 5.8 uh, now in the morning, you're on the highest peak. And, um, man, you, you can't imagine. It's, it's so crazy. It's really it's so crazy. Even with only one leg, that's the funny thing. I still have the feeling that I'm 5.8 with a shorter leg and not 5.6 uh, with a longer leg. Five six with a longer leg, you know. That's cool, man. Wow. So you're four point five centimeters in. 
4.5 centimeters. Yes, that's crazy. So you're almost two inches taller. That that's insane. And do you notice the difference, like when you're on the crutches? Um, extremely, extremely hard. I really um, don't uh, even thought that much. Um, I would say the first notice for me was at two centimeters. At two centimeters is what's like, is it was like um, the first really warm feeling after years with my height. Even yeah. at two centimeters, you know. <laughs> That's so cool, man. That's I mean, to think about it. I remember when you first started talking to me, like you're like, hey, I'm about to get my surgery, and now you're four point five centimeters in. You and are you incredibly happy with everything so far? Uh absolutely. And I have to say, um, Victor, without you, I had um, <laughs> my surgery done at eighteen in uh, one of those clinics in Turkey. Um, and I really want to say um, thank you from the deepest, deepest bottom of my heart. I really appreciate what you do, Victor. Really, I can say we love you for the work you do, Victor. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. I'm so glad to hear it. No, it's my pleasure. Seriously, like I said, it. I, I, I feel like it's actually my moral obligation to do that. Like, I somehow got traction to this platform, and it's like I can't run away now. I'm helping too many people, and it's it's connecting a lot of dots, right? There was a, this is a very unknown industry there. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns in this industry. And if it was in my power to be able to connect people, I have to do it. So my pleasure for faith. I'm glad to help out. Um, okay. So yeah, so it looks like it's kind of a dry <laughs> chat here, but we're going to chat it up in a second. We'll ask fate some more questions, but jam's asking when you're getting more surgeons on, uh, probably in the next month. Um, yeah. Fate. Okay, here we go. James asking, Fate, if you knew that the weight-bearing nail was coming out, would you have still done unilateral? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Um, I still, yeah, I, I thought about this in last days, and I um, still think, yeah, because um, it's like also a mental crutch. Even if you have a complication like knee contracture or something like this, you still have one leg, and you can really um, make a very good and detailed uh, physiotherapy, in my opinion. Yeah. That's a very, very big uh, advantage for this. I, I but, agree. Um, but I um, totally, I would say I would go bilateral when I have uh, yeah, full right there in there. It's like straight. Right, because you can kill two birds with one stone at the same time. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You really yeah. don't need a unilateral way when you have weight bearing, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, not for sure. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So Fate's at 4.5 centimeters right now. Um, he's doing unilateral lengthening. He's going to come back and do his other leg later. Uh, you guys have any other questions? Because uh, otherwise we could end it a little early today. Get, get me some sleep early. <laughs> Fate, Fate, what time is it over there? Um, two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? I don't know. How you do. Are you just on a different sleep schedule right now? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I just um, cut down the uh, pain meds um, like one week ago. So a few, uh, I would say, this um, time I went um, on your last um, live stream last day uh, last week. Yeah. Um, I cut down completely the tramadol. I only take uh, um, one hundred milligram, and the mm -hmm. last six weeks I take about four to five hundred milligram. Okay. A day. Gotcha. So, yeah, gotcha. It's, it's, it's it's a whole different feeling. With it. It's feeling. Yeah, you're you're you're, trim, you're trimming it down there. Hey, we got Ricky Ricky B here. Ricky Bob. Ricky Bob. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's up, Ricky B? How are you? Let me see. I swear these uh, audio. I'm Ricky good. B, you there? Yeah, I can hear you now. What's up, man? I'm good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, I can hear you. 
Oh, no, man. Oh, no, man. I'm, I'm the prospective I'm, patient uh, going to bail, uh, Paley. Going to Paley. Oh, gotcha. With the precise gotcha. max. Awesome, man. You're waiting for that. Look, I uh, I talked to a lot of pe- uh, consults in the last week about waiting for that precise max or trying to get in line for it. And, man, I think it's um, I think it's the right right choice for this procedure. Uh, I think patients need that independence during lengthening. Not only that, there's a faster time to recover. You're going to get a faster normalized walk. I think the price difference, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be under 10 grand more than the precise two. Um, And I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's an insurance policy based on what I've seen. A lot of bent nails this year, a lot of um, issues with the precise nail. I think patients, when we talk about walking assistance with walkers and stuff, I think it, like like it's because fate's doing it obviously unilateral, so that's different. That's crutches, but I think with bilateral, you have to be like almost extra careful because if you put your legs down too hard or forceful, if you're tired at night going to the bathroom, something can happen and uh, it, it can lead to misalignment stuff. So yeah, I think it's the right choice, for Ricky B. It's kind of strange because the composition of the nail, it's the same as precise, but I'm not exactly sure what makes it weight bearing. Like, is it thicker or? I it's the exact I, same composition, though. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. But when I spoke to Paley, they just said it's like it's a bigger diameter or something. But okay, it's yeah, it's still like uh, whatever they do for precise two point two. It's exactly the same composition, but somehow it's stronger. Interesting. Yeah, maybe there's some sort of density difference. Um, I'm not sure, but if it's the same, I thought they were changing the composition a little bit. I thought it was going to be a. Uh, some sort of mixed alloy or something like that. I know that they're going to have titanium and then they're going to have some sort of uh, different thing, but if they have to keep it, the corrosion issue out. So I think they're probably going to go straight titanium, just a thicker density or something. That's cool. No, it's, I think it's, I, look, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a strongest stride, but I think it's going to be stronger than precise two. I think it's going to be, that's why they call it the precise max. So maximum capacity for the precise. And I think it's going to be enough for most patients. I think if you're like super obese, obviously you wouldn't want to get lengthening done anyway. So be careful there, but um, it's worth it, man. So you're, you're doing the right thing there. Yeah. I'm not even sure why they uh, recalled the stride. I mean, because like, I, I think like hip stuff, they do a corrosion into different types of hip um you know um those those like disposable joint things i mean they do have corrosion there as well and i i mean the hip stuff they have, they have to uh, keep it on there the rest of the life versus yeah. precise we have it for what 12 months max yeah or, and I'm, I'm sorry not precise but uh it's the stride it's 12 months max you know if you have like a non-union but i don't understand why, why that's such a big deal who I, cares I, about the corrosion fantastic uh point that you made there i think the only reason why they're doing it is because because of this stigma around stature lengthening and even though they, they don't you know come out and say hey look we support stature lengthening they say length discrepancy on their site but i think uh it's because of the fact they don't want to get any issues you know linking them to some sort of you know corrosion issue or something like that uh, with this surgery right like if it happened with hip replacements they're like oh well there's other medical device companies like Stryker, we have, uh, you know, all these uh, you know, different ones out there. But uh, with Nuvasive being like the monopoly in the industry for limb lengthening, they didn't want to like risk that. I think that's the, their head was on the chopping block. And the other competitors are like OrthoFix and 
other ones were just waiting for that. They're like, in fact, in fact, people, <laughs> and I think this was those other companies, they were during the corrosion re recall, people were like different companies were emailing me dirt on new, <laughs> on new basis. And they were like, Hey, I think this, were, it said anonymous. Like I couldn't follow the email. I couldn't reply. And it was like, Hey, maybe you should talk about this on your channel. I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. I'm not getting a lawsuit. But, um, no, I think uh, I think this is uh, this is big. You can see that the the nail is going to come back out. Hopefully, they dealt with the corrosion issue, and the patient is going to be very happy. I think so for a fact. Um, I mean, like a lot of the parts, when they take it out after a while, they replace it. I mean, especially if it's movable parts, there's always going to be corrosion, and, and these people have it on there for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, then they yeah. replace the hip again. So, but I'm thinking. This is like, you know, two segments that you keep on for 12 months. Who cares about the corrosion? I mean, it's yeah. this is pathetic. Yeah. I, I would actually sign a waiver and say, just give me the stride because I know that what was that stride was made out of steel, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was I, I, I know that will not break. There's no chance I'll break. Right. No, that's I not going to. I've never anywhere. seen anything break using that kind of material. Mm -mm. No, not at all. Uh, no, nah, man, I, I really do think it was the stigma and like the whole you know issue around limb lengthening i mean because you think about it right like there are other surgeries like if you get any other broken bones there's a chance for fat embolism i mean you know brazilian butt lips have like one of the highest um risk for fat emboli but i think it's because there's so much stigma around this surgery right now and there's all eyes on it they're like they're just waiting for something to go wrong and they're like oh we told you so the stupid people you know so <laughs> i think that's why they were doing it so but um Cool. All right. Let's see. This Batman limp begins as saying how to overcome the fear of limb lengthening. So, Fate, what did you do? How did you overcome the fear of getting limb lengthening done? I think um, the key is that the um, inform, inform, informative phase at the beginning, where you're searching information on the internet, um, should be at least one to one and a half years. I think. Um, you should consult with many doctors. And um, if you do it, I think it's not that hard. The names are on the internet. The names are in different live streams. It's not that hard to um, yeah, aim for a good surgeon. And I think if you have this, um, I, can, I can tell you this from my own perspective. Um, I doesn't, um, I, yeah, I were not, um, not nervous at all because of um, my my choice the surgeon that's and, awesome man. Um, yeah that's the that's the key yeah it's just being informed right like educating yourself about the procedure i think that's why um you know uh, the channel has helped a lot of people because it's it, it has people on here. We have Ricky as a prospective patient. We have you, Fate, as an actual patient. And if you think about it, we have had past patients come on. We had surgeons come on. And it's like you can get this really good sense of how the process is going to go. You've heard of complications and what to watch out for and what the most likely complications. And based on what the consultations that I've had, I've tried to put videos out on that. And it's like I try to cover every single topic that I possibly could based on what I've heard. And it's like I really try to not miss anything. I try to like uncover every aspect of limb lengthening to where it's like you guys are at nauseum because it's like, you know, like just stop talking about limb lengthening. But I want there's going to be that one que the one person who has a question for that one topic. Like I got to shoot the one on why it's important not to smoke before the surgery and. Um, different things like that so absolutely just educating yourself it can kind of lower the fear talking to other patients is a good way to do that uh consulting with surgeons um yeah so those are all good ways and then just you know just kind of like realizing that if this is something you really want that it's going to be scary you're going to be anxious 
but you know, it's like, is it, is it worth living with, you know, this gnawing thought about your height or discrepancy for the rest of your life? I don't think so. I think you eventually have to get something done about it. So is that Ricky and, now from your perspective, what's that? Um, yeah. And um, keep in mind the chance that um, things go, will go on so badly that um, you are crippled for your life are so far under 1%. Um, mm -hmm. And if you have this in mind, it's not um, much more um, dangerous than, yeah, other things you've ever done in your life. So it's, um, yeah, it's really, complications can be fixed and um, most of them. So it's, yeah. I would say if you have a good surgeon and um, good mentality, then um, the chances are so, so far um, over 99% um, that things will go good. Absolutely. And you're listening to an actual patient, right? Like I'm a patient, there's other patients that come on here. So it's like, that's what this is all about is like showing you real case studies like this. I didn't tell fate to come on here. He clicked on himself. Like I'm not showing some flashy, you know, video of some one of the patients and then not telling you everything else that's happening. Um, you guys know, like Rial came on last week and he told him that he had a mishap. So he was open about that. Like there's nothing hidden. I want this the most be the most unbiased, neutral platform about limb length, and that's what we're hopefully hoping to achieve. So, uh, but I wanted to ask Ricky B about his, what, like how you're overcoming the fear of getting limb lengthening done from a prospective patient perspective. <laughs> I did so much research on it, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna live in the U.S., so I just wanted the best surgeon. I, I have everything saved already, so I okay. saved up, and I was like, okay, let me get the best surgeon. And, you know, that that just takes half the fear away. It's just the way that he says, you know, stay in Florida as well. So I like his style. It's sort of like the guy from uh, South Africa, you know. He always says stay there, right. you know, during the actual lengthening phase and whatnot. So I really like the perspective. I like how much experience he has. He's the whole institute named after him. So you know that this guy's a top-notch guy. So, so I, I have no issues at all. It, it's just the weight-bearing. The, the way yeah. meal I'm waiting for. That was it. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. I think that's another thing, Ricky. It's like the weight, the, the device, right? Like that's another way to lower your risk uh, or your fear of lengthening. It's like if you think about a weight-bearing device, although you're not running or doing anything stupid while you're lengthening, it's just that sense of security that nothing's going to happen. You're going to be a little bit in pain after the first two weeks. Um, first two weeks, a lot of pain. But like after that, it's a little bit of pain. you got to do a lot of dedication to your physical therapy. But after that, it's a waiting game. You're, you're just watching your legs get longer every day. And before you know it, like fate, you'll be at 4.5 or soon. Like Phaedra's probably a little over six. I think he's probably going to be at six soon. Um, or uh, what's his name? Uh, DJ Cyborg. You know, So all these guys who have had their own obstacle in front of them before getting limb lengthening done, but they had to kind of figure out like it's, it's, you know, you got to make the decision sometime. And I think that's, that's kind of what you got to do. So, um, awesome. I was going to ask you, Vic, how many yeah. times did, uh, Rial break the nail? Was it like twice or three times? I mean, what exactly? Um, happened so tw twice. So he, he came on last week and he said that basically he, his first one, he was doing physical therapy and like the nail, it was kind of like a catty corner kind of turn and it kind of like spiraled and it kind of like, the, I think the mechanism kind of gave, right? So it wasn't a full break. It was kind of more of an issue, but he had to get that swapped. Or did he get it swapped? Yeah, I think he got that swapped for another nail. And then uh, I think his second one was the actual nail bent or broke um, because he said that the regenerate wasn't, you know, consolidated enough on that leg. But uh, it showed you, like, those nails aren't, you know, meant for weight bearing so you, you, you i think that's that's why i really do think that i want to stress that the weight bearing nail is probably a good idea 
And then what do you think about the actual screws and whatnot? Do you think, even though I have the precise max, will I have an issue with the screws, like bending or breaking? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, again, like you've got to remember that it's it's like, yes, during lengthening, the, the nail's what's holding you up. But eventually, once you let the consolidate start to kind of form, those those cortices, those, they're going to start to fill in. It'll be your bone and stuff. So while you're moving during lengthening, you're not running, right? So there's not enough impact to really kind of get to the screws but once you get into running or anything that would like the screws would be something like a stress riser like where it's like kind of into your bone and then can cause uh an issue of a little fracture uh that's what dr robin said but um if you're once you're running again your bone is also supporting with the nail so it's unlikely that the screw is going to take enough force with weight bearing nail and cortical uh walls to give so I think you'll be fine. Um, that being said, I haven't seen this new implant. I don't know enough about it. Uh, we haven't seen any patient cases yet. Have they done their soft release? Who knows? I don't know. Nuvasa is very stealthy with their marketing and their their releases. But um, I think the first clinics to get this in the U.S. We'll see. It'll be like a race. What's it called? The the cold. So the cold, cold was the Cold War, like Russia versus the U.S. Yeah, I think it's going to be like that. Um, the, the first clinics to get it, but obviously Paley's going to have it. Uh, you know, first, because uh, he, he actually helped design the thing. So, um, and he, like you said, he's going to keep all his patients there, even with it. He wants to keep an eye on everybody. Um, other clinics, they kind of let you go back and do things. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But anyway, uh, there's some more questions coming in here, guys. Let's see. Oh, we got JP's question. What's up, JP? How are you? Uh, corrosion can lead to non-union or delayed union. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can. JP's right. Um, it can lead to the, the lytic formation of the bone. It just basically causes some... Lysis, basically, it just doesn't allow the bone to heal in that area, or it could cause hypertrophy. So it really has different effects. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see. Next question. Do we think we can keep limb lengthening as a secret uh, after doing it? Um, Fate, <laughs> I want to talk to you about this. You're getting it done right now. Are you keeping this secret from anybody? Does anybody know? Mm, yeah, that's an absolute perfect question. Um, yeah. And um, I think, this, uni, um, I think for this unilateral um, lengthening is also good because when you are young, you can tell it's um, yeah, like a growth spawn and the other leg doesn't um, um, switch up because um, of infection on the um, epiphyseal joints, I think, or something like this. Can, yeah, you can, you can tell it and um, keep it a secret. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Uh, let, let's talk to another patient here who got it done. Uh, JP, well, <laughs> he definitely didn't keep it a secret because this guy's a movie star. <laughs> What's up, JP? How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. good I mean, you. um, look at your studying there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cardiology right now. So oh, is it? cardio, so it's hard. It's hard. difficult. And like, but you know what? I'm glad I did. I, I stopped school to do limb lengthening last year because doing limb lengthening while doing this would have been too hard so ah uh, yeah I, I figured that was the case i think that taking that little gap year and just getting this out of your your way now you can focus full on the studies and yeah and i feel better i feel better that's that's what i um noticed like when i when i came back like i feel more confident you know i feel like uh it's weird to say but i feel like a different person now mm-hmm that's incredible i think you're able to kind of focus better right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like Cause I like, it's weird. Like it changed so many things in the way I think, mm -hmm. but it, it's only like only height, but it, it had multiple effects Absolutely. on my thought process, you know? Yep. 
absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what a lot of patients have told me too. It's like it affects many aspects of their life and it's just like it has a compounding effect and you fix this one little thing and it's like, wow, I can breathe. The same thing happened to me. Like I had something that was just affecting me every day and I was like, I got this fixed and my life was much better. That's incredible, man. It's hard uh, to explain. It's hard to like to understand how mm -hmm. it, it has such a profound effect, but it, but it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. JP, there was a question in here. I actually wanted to, uh, well, let's, let's ask this. So, uh, well, you, you probably won't know how to do this because you did keep it a secret, but like, how would you go about keeping it a secret after doing limb lengthening? Well, you can, there's multiple ways and you even have a video uh, on this. Yeah. So, um, you might want to watch that video because there's, there's a, a couple of ways to do it. But the, the first way that comes to mind for me mm -hmm. is to just say you have corrective surgery. Yep. Um, correction of a bow leg or a valgus deformity. And um, that should go. I mean, you don't need to tell them you, that you, uh, you're getting taller. And once they, if they notice after your limb lengthening that you're taller, you can tell them that's just a, uh, an effect of correcting my, my, my alignment, you know? And it really is. They just don't need to know how much, but... <laughs> That's absolutely true. All right, guys, let's see what else we got here. Oh, I actually did miss one question in here. Uh, I think he missed it. Um, okay, so this one, uh, is the precise max fully, uh, a f truly full weight bearing or just a higher weight tolerance than the precise two? Say I'm 190 at the time of the surgery. Is it feasible to depend um, on just the nails? No, yeah, I think it's, I think based on rumor, again, I don't know anything about this nail. Uh, based on rumor, it's called Precise Max. Maybe that's just a name marketing thing. I don't know. But I think it's going to be similar to the stride in terms of capacity, weight-bearing capacity, but I don't think it's going to be equal. Like Ricky B said, it's a stainless steel versus a titanium uh, composite, and you can't really compare the two, right? Like titanium is not as strong as steel. Um, but if you you have a thicker density, again, we're going to have probably Paley come on and talk about it uh, this fall because um, he was on the design team for it. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's see. Any other questions here for these guys? You got JP, this movie star. We got Fate, who's getting it done unilaterally. And we have Ricky B as pr prospective patient. You guys can ask him questions as well. All right, let's see. So this one is um, Rodrigo's asking, what's the best way to contact past patients close to you? I live in Portugal. So the best way I think right now is the Discord we have going on. JP's in there. A lot of guys are in there. It's free. I have a link below. Um, people from all over the world are getting this done. Now, I don't know if we have somebody specifically from Portugal, but I'm sure there's people who are in that region who can talk to you about that. So, uh, Okay, GGGH, uh, 18, year, 18 years old, five foot three. This surgery, I feel, is only, honestly my gateway to having a full, happy life. How realistic do you think it would be to get f in five years? JP, you want to take this one? Um, like, it's, it's realistic if you put your mind to it and you put efforts. But the thing is, you have to prioritize different things. If you want to have a career and you want to have... Um, ambitions and stuff you have to prioritize so maybe it's going to be better for you to go to college first and de then do it um but if for you it's like so major that like it's like a cloud on top of your head and you you can't even perform well in school and like then i'd suggest to start saving up and start doing everything you can towards reaching the objective you know and um five years you'd be uh 23 so it would be young, but some, we have some patients in the Discord that, do, that are doing it at this age. Mm -hmm. And you can always, like, finance part of it, you know. And, um, I mean, when I realized I wanted limb lengthening, I was 21. So I wasn't mm -hmm. that far from you. And it took me seven years from that moment to do it. So five years, seven years, relatively close, you know. 
Absolutely. Fantastic answer. And honestly, look, I love the, what you just said about like, if you can't focus, right, like it's not, it's going to be a very hard five years. And look, you can kind of depend on family and say, hey, look, can I borrow something now, get familial support, and then be willing to pay them back later when you're in your career doing really well. So I think, uh, I think JP made some fantastic points there. Definitely take that home. Um, the box. Why do we see some people at one year post-op and they still can't walk properly? Uh, this is a good question, but I think it, I think it main, the main answer that I want to give you is that it's probably just the surgeon, right? Like, you know, the guys here on this panel right now, they're all picking good surgeons. Um, you pick a questionable surgeon with less experience or if they overlengthen you or you just don't do enough rehab, there's a lot of red flags that can come up and cause a hindrance in your recovery. Um, and that's why I think, cause JP's at like just over his year now and he's, he's back to doing everything perfectly. Right, JP? Yeah, perfectly. No one uh, can notice that I have a, like, I don't have anything weird with my walk, so they can't notice I had surgery. Right, right. And, and he's only barely at the one-year mark. He's only getting better. So, and fate is doing one leg at a time once he's, we're watching his recovery as it happens. So, all right, let's answer some more questions here. We'll try, let's, let's try to keep this in there. Oh, somebody just oriented. <laughs> LS, what's up? Welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up, brother? Uh, nothing much. How's it going? So, uh, are you a uh, prospective patient or an uh, actual limb lengthening patient? I'm a curious uh, channel watcher who's done some <laughs> research and, you know, considering when I have the funds, I might take the plunge, but someone on the fence uh, going back and forth whether I really want to do it or it's just uh, something I might not do eventually. There's lots of factors to consider, right? So, that's the thing. Gotcha. Now you're in the right place. This is the perfect place to be. I mean, we have an actual patient that has done his lengthening JP here. We got Ricky B is a prospective patient. He's where you are. Uh, maybe further along, he's already kind of committed. So he's a little bit further along. And then we have Fate, who is actually doing it right now. So yeah, man, if you have any questions, now's the time to ask. Um, so being, okay, I'll start with one, one thing that's funny and not really a question is my perception of height, right? So I would look at someone off to the corner and be like, oh, that guy's kind of short, right? And then I walk by then and I'm shorter. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my, like it was kind of warped, right? So, and then the torso height, I'm currently five, six, first thing in the morning. So by nighttime, I'm kind of just above five, five. Mm -hmm. So I thought that the torso, if I got taller, might be kind of weird, like a short torso, let's say a couple inches, and then the legs will be too long. Mm. But unbeknownst to me, some people have that naturally. So I've seen people, just as I saw in the men's locker room one day, the guy is about six, three, maybe, mm -hmm. and kind of have the same torso. I'm like, what in the world is happening? But he also has the hands to match it, right? So currently I'm five six in the morning. My wingspan is five ten. So I think I have that on my side. What would you think be the ideal maximum within the safe limits I could push to be tall to maintain proportion? Since I have five ten height, I know you don't like to do the details, but just advice. Either yeah, I can play with this single one. or like quadrilateral. Yeah. Uh so you 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 said you're five 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 six in the morning. Five six in the morning. Uh, five five at my time. So let's just say in so five, five and a half average. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, we'll just take 5.5 five to be nice and even there. Uh, so that's about a 5-inch difference in terms of wingspan versus height. Um, looking at you, yeah, I would definitely see a different, you know, a difference in that. I would probably grab my attention a little bit. I think you could get away with 2 or 3 inches and it would immediately eliminate that discrepancy in terms of, like, proportion offness or skewedness, if you will. Um, I don't think you need to go perfect, like, 5 10 and then match your height to your arm. I don't think you have to go. I think you can be within, I think it can be within four inches. So I think you're already pretty much there, but I think gaining two inches at least, nobody would be able to tell. Like I might still be able to tell just if I looked at you for a solid second, like, hmm, but you go closer to that height, less noticeable. So I would say ideally, yes, quadrilateral lengthening of five inches, the eight and the three, uh, the eight and the five um, to get you to the five ten, perfect proportions. But you don't need to. JP will tell you, like, just doing one limb segment is almost probably good enough, right, JP? Yeah, depending on your starting height, it might be good enough. At least start with one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Start with one and then see how it feels. And if you don't like it, it's all about what you like. If you don't like it, you can always go back and get another one. Uh, Ricky, what, do, are you are proportions in, uh, like a big uh, worry of yours? Oh, not at all. I'm 5'8 I'm starting, so... I'm gonna go the full, the full uh, three. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go the full three because I mean I, I've seen so many people in the malls and whatnot. I mean it's physically impossible. I, I sit down with my wife. We're looking. We're like, oh, this guy must have had it. He never had it his whole life, but he looks weird. So it's like <laughs> it, this is how people were born. You know, it's like yeah, proportional. Very in nature. proportional. Yeah. Yeah. No one on earth is gonna look at it. I, I saw a lot of the videos from uh, th that one actor. You know, he had the um, the guy that did with Paley. Mm -hmm. He was wearing shorts. I think he was in Vegas. He was wearing shorts, like short shorts. So mm -hmm. you could actually see how long his femurs are. And he looked perfectly fine. Yeah. I was like, yeah. give me a break, man. No one's going to dissect this shit, dude. It's completely, <laughs> it's completely bullshit, man. It's like you, you get the stuff done. You, you resolve your hype dysphoria. You get on with your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this. Look, uh... Rich Rotella, who actually is the patient that did it with Paley, uh, he came. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot his name. Yeah. 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 He actually came to Baltimore last Thursday. We did some filming for a little part of the documentary, and uh, he was wearing jeans. And even me, with my trained eye from bodybuilding, I like I looked at him and was like, dude, your proportions look fantastic. He did the full eight centimeters. He didn't do his tibias, and he was five foot five before. So um, I don't know his wingspan, but his hand still came down mid thigh, so he he was okay there. He didn't have to get arm lengthening, but he looked great. Now, when he was squatting, I still saw some little bit of issues there. He needed to take a water stance biomechanically, but in terms of proportions and like you know, visual appearance. Not at all. Not at all. Nothing that normal people would pick up. If you're wearing pants, shorts, same thing. If they come down to like even within three inches of the knee, I think seven inch inseams to maybe nine inch inseams, you're fine. So yeah, there's little to worry about proportions, but I think women, I had a lot of consultations with women lately. They're more worried about it. They're like, oh, why can't I see any pictures of women that have this, uh, <laughs> this procedure? I want to see what it looks like at the end. I'm like, well, a lot of the women are very discreet about this, but uh, look, um, yes, but most guys, they really don't care at the end of it. So um, cool. Let's keep it moving real quick for a few more questions here. Oh, JP, they had a question for you. Um, I just came in here. JP, how did you prevent the rods from breaking or bending? Uh, using a walker for at least six months. <laughs> then uh, going to crutches. And uh, when the doctor looked at my x-rays and gave me the, um, the okay, when she said, 
you, you can uh, basically wait bear now. Mm-hmm. This is when I did it. So I didn't do it before. And we waited long enough so that like my recovery was kind of, I guess it's, it's on the longer side. It took me like nine months and a half before I walked normally, you know, mm-hmm. but at least I didn't break a nail and um, didn't have any complications. Mm-hmm. And I, the nails also, they didn't bend. So I, I put a lot of weight on my hands. And in order to do this, um, one Thing that i found that helped me was to put some gel pads on the walk the the walker handles ah that's interesting because you get a lot of pressure on your hand yeah you put all your weight all of um, your weight on the on the walker. yeah that's really cool good tip there i i didn't even think about that one guys pick that one up that's a really good golden nugget from jp um okay so red uh ls do you have any uh other questions before we move on to the last i have one? like a million and one questions but we'll probably have to book a consultation for that but let me just <laughs> Do like a few that I know. Sure. I, I've been DMing JP and all these guys too, because like I'm incognito because identity crisis, you know, anyway. That's <laughs> so, um, muscular wise, so I'm a very muscular guy and I lift lots of weight in the gym. So, let me just try and summarize. It's two parts. So, the first part is like, as someone that is muscular, what are the restrictions? I always hear this like, though the, the ERC device might not work if you have too much muscle. And will the muscle also be tough to prevent the device from lengthening or the devices are strong enough? And number two, so I have some, maybe this is a question for a surgeon, but like mild, mild scoliosis. So one leg I, have, I think is less tall than the other one, right? But that's from the hip and spine being bent, but as of now, when you're older, they will never be straight again. Mm-hmm. So can I compensate by just adding, lengthening one a few centimeters and the other to match both and then be permanently you know, level since the scoliosis is like just a tiny degree bend, you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so for your first question, you're asking about the muscle, significant muscle in the legs for length, lengthening. Uh, yeah, so surgeons will recommend, you know, not, training the legs and giving up training for the legs. I think you can train them. You just want to train with a lighter load and focus on flexibility and cardio. Just focus on conditioning the tissue, getting it supple and loose enough for uh, lengthening. And you don't need to build a ton of bulk if you already have a ton of bulk. So just kind of taper your training. Um, I think like eight weeks before you're lengthening, you should be fine. Focus on the stretches. You'll be good. Now, if you already have a lot of bulk and you're not very flexible, start further out. But that's, that's going to take care of that question. Um, that's the only, that's the only thing I think like JP, you had big legs <laughs> before lengthening, right? So what did you do? So I stopped working out my legs like a yeah. year prior to surgery. And I also started stretching a year prior to surgery. So okay. meaning when, when I got to the surgery, my, my legs were kind of flexible. Uh, so it worked fine. The only, the other uh, thing you, you, um, brought up is the, um, the ERC machine, uh, maybe having trouble lengthening if your muscle is too thick because the the magnetic waves have to travel around your muscle and it's thicker. So um, for this, uh, they advise that you you press hard on it. And I've heard that the first version of the ARC is less prone to have this type of issue than the newer second ones. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, no, that's so true. Uh, fate. What about you? Like, I know you were a pretty muscular guy when we were chatting uh, before you started your lengthening. What, what did you do about this? Um, what um, question? Please again. 
Yeah, so LS is asking about uh, having muscular legs before getting lengthening done. Um, you were you worked out. I remember you told me that. Uh, did you have any issue? Do you have any issue right now as you're lengthening your femur? Um, you mean um, proportion, proportions? What's that? Uh, do you mean the uh, proportions? The proportions? Um, you're falling asleep over there, Faye. You, you can go, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. It's like 2 a.m., please. No, no worries here. No hard feelings. But no, nah, he's asking, um, like, as far as, like, the muscle thickness, did that uh, affect your lengthening at all? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I would say yeah. um, um, on this and um, the other thing, you can't really train um, the leg with a non-weight that remains. So yeah, it's definitely the legs um, go thinner, yes. Gotcha. Uh, now we have uh, Brett here, uh, above tempo here in the corner here. Brett, uh, this question LS is asking, and I think this is a good guy to ask. He got quadrilateral lengthening done, uh, four and four. Brett, so he's asking about muscle and the legs before getting lengthening done. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, I didn't know my mic was having some issues, sorry. That's um, so I don't know um, the best answer for that because I – so just so you know, I am now planning to go into my second phase of this probably around March or April of next year. Wow. I'm still figuring out the exact date. But, um, yeah, I keep going back and forth like because I have been working out now doing squats and things like that. Like should I try to really make my legs stronger and get that muscle stronger or should I focus more – on stretching and um, not necessarily keeping it so strong, right? Because I need to do the surgery again to cut into there and do things. I, I think I'm erring more towards the second route of I'm not trying to get too super strong before this again um, until I get all of the rods out and I'm completely done. Then I would really maybe go more for the super kind of get the muscles as strong as possible and tight. So I don't know if that's a good answer, but that's the way I've been thinking about it. So, no, I love that. I love that. I think the same thing. It's like combo, kind of a combo of like what JP did. JP did fantastic. I mean, he he really took that year out approach. I think if you're thinking about this that far out LS, definitely start stretching as soon as possible. Get into condition. You don't like. I don't know. JP just was like worried about it. He probably stopped training all altogether. But I think you can just go lighter, right? Like lighter training is just not going to do anything. If you're doing like 20 reps, you're not going to build a whole lot of muscle from that. So yeah, you you should be fine. But uh, your second question was about compensating for your scoli scoliotic or like your scoliosis and your curvature in your spine for the disc or the, the length so is it's kind of like like i know that there's some mild like imbalance in my in my hips due to the scoliosis right and it's not a severe curve that can be corrected like surgically right but then mm -hmm. your, your spine generally doesn't change shape as after you pass adolescence right so I'm like, if that you bring one leg up to match the other, I mean, there might be slight mm. knee imbalances, but then my hip will be level. Is that something that, you know, is a strategy that you can use or they will still want to make both legs the same length from the hip down? Uh, I think that's a good question for a surgeon. But from what I understand, if you're trying to balance your hip uh, using femoral lengthening, and you you start off with equal femurs, then what it'll do is that you you also have a chance that the the that instead of balancing your hip, what could happen is maybe your knee is gonna go inwards or because you're walking on it, you know. So you're not so it's because I don't know. 
but uh, might want to ask a surgeon, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. So, oh, so he's talking about, like, do you have a discrepancy in your limb length? Um, it's not a thing, right? I don't know if the discrepancy is in the limb length or the, the curvature of the, the spine, spine jacks up oh, well, in the hip, right? Okay, so if it's in your, okay, I got you, of your pelvis. So if it's there, then that's something that you'd have to uh, fix either, like, uh, functionally, like by muscle, you know, imbalance or whatnot. Uh, but if it's a limb length, then absolutely, because I had that, right? Like I had induced scoliosis because of that. Um, and that's why I got my height back. So I know for a fact that if you have a limb length discrepancy, you'll have to kind of get it, like JP said, see a surgeon, get a longstanding x-ray. You'll have to like look at your your, your bone lengths of everything, like the, the spine, the femur, the tibia. But JP's right. Like, so having your, your, your hips level, obviously you're going to lose a lot of pain you're, you're, you're gonna be fine walking and stuff but doing squatting movements if your knee height's different there's shearing pressure that can go through those you have to take a wider stance that's it, what i have to it's do. funny because i already have like knee pain because of the of the hip like over okay. the years the knee pain right. has gotten worse on one side right yeah. so JP, and funny story yeah. the way i found out i mean i kind of had suspicions that i had scoliosis but mm -hmm. because it wasn't a severe kind i was always just suspecting yeah. but then i was lifting in the gym and accidentally dropped the barbell on my ribs right mm -hmm. and i had to get an x-ray to see if there's any rib contusion then i saw my span just you know doing a gangster lean to one side so i'm like <laughs> okay <laughs> i definitely have scoliosis <laughs> I like it. No, yeah, definitely. So, like, the really cool thing with limb lengthening is that either lengthening both limbs, if you're going to get it done, uh, they can they can lengthen a little bit more and balance you out. So, yeah, for sure. And if it's, I doubt it's that big of a discrepancy, or that you would know for a fact. It's cool. Let's try to plow through these real quick. We're going to do a fast shot. So, I'm going to give each of you guys on the panel a question, answer it, and then we're going to go because these guys are flying in here now. All right, JP. Or let's start with uh, Brett. We're going to do Brett. We're going to go reverse. So the question we had was, let's see, we just answered the JP one. Um, okay. So actually, this is actually a good one for Ricky B because he just said this. So I'm 5'8". Is it worth getting this? I'm already married and have a good career. It's like I'm on the edge of not worth it. Ricky B, you're up. Uh, for me, it's worth it because I'm constantly thinking about it. So... Gotcha. I'm sort of in the same situation. I'm married, 5'8", but I'm still thinking about it for some reason. I have no idea why, so I want to get that out of my head. Okay, very cool. Um, and Faye, I think you were just shy of 5'8", uh, right, when you started? Uh, yeah, I uh, started at 5'6", and Victor, for me personally, uh, when I get uh, to 5'7", I really thought, that's it, everything... Um, a move from uh, five seven is a bonus, but um, for me personally, I th I thought five seven and everything is great, like real deal. Um, the last live stream. When you are five seven, you are um, taller. You are, don't have this um, typical woman height in the Europe um, nation. <laughs> so yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Okay, very good question uh, answer there, guys. All right, let's see. Uh, Kevin W is asking. We're gonna let uh, JP take this one. I'm now at four point six on my femurs, and I weigh one hundred sixty five pounds. Should the focus be on stretching and range of motion rather than strength, since I'm using a walker and the Alter G uh, treadmill, which is like an anti gravity treadmill? Yeah, I, well, I mean, four point six centimeters. It means the guy is still lengthening, so mm -hmm. should be focusing on stretching and range of motion before trying to strengthen the muscle um once you're done uh, your lengthening and you begin the consolidation phase you can start uh, slowly um i mean you're still gonna have to stretch but you can start incorporating uh, some um strengthening exercises 
Excellent, excellent question uh, answer, JP. Thanks so much. GGGH uh, is asking, Brett, uh, is it safe to say that the surgery will occupy a year of your life and maybe a few months after? Um, well, yeah. it's according to what you, I mean, yeah, it's going to, uh, it's according to what you mean by occupy. Obviously, you know, you have the surgery, you're doing the lengthening, you're in a wheelchair. Um, and if you've never been in a wheelchair before, that's <laughs> a different kind of life to live for a few months. Uh, and then you work your way up to, you know, crutches and finally walking again, not using a walker. But even at that point, you've got months before you're back to really, um, you know, doing normal things as far as jogging or, or those kind of activities. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'll be a year, uh, next, the end of next month was my first surgery. So I'm 11 months out right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'd say not until the last month or two did I get to where I can actually like sprint and jump and do things again. And, and it's still definitely not, a hundred percent in that like when i've been playing basketball the last few weeks it it's almost like if you had uh ankle weights or something on your legs like with the rods in inside of you still your legs are going to feel heavy like that you're not going to be able to um have some of the quick bursts and things even a year out you know i i assume all of that's going to be way better when the rods get taken out um but yeah hopefully that answers the whole year of how to occupy your life so. Yeah, I'm glad you brought about the rod removal. I think there's something to it. I can't explain it, but when you get that nail out or the nails out, it, you feel it. You feel different. You feel more organic, and you can move a little bit better. There's something about it. Your body almost senses like this is not natural. So you get de-cyborged. <laughs> All right, this question: uh, When is the cyborg nail coming out? Actually, next year. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, me and JP, we we talked about that in a message. Unfortunately, there was we we, we tried, uh, but they just said why reinvent the wheel let invasive steal all the money so <laughs> so all right rudra is asking cyborg can you please tell me how much time does it require uh to recover and do a normal walk from quadrilateral surgery okay so this is a good question for brett brett you want to take this one so you said just now actually i mean he kind of answered it he said he's just at 11 months going on 12 now and he's able to play basketball sprint um so if you but he did four and four. But if you do more length, it's going to take more time to recover. So it really does depend on your goals. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of um, kind of good good yeah. answer, Brett. Did I steal your thunder? Thunder? Yeah, that's a good answer. And, and what I'm worried about, obviously, um, you know, four centimeters is a lot in your tibias. Mm, yeah, and yeah. I'm going back to try to do another four in my tibias, and I'm I, I'm, you know, I've had you know, I've had a year and a half of just the four and four before I go try to get another four in my TVs. But anyway, I'm, I'm very concerned about how that's going to go. So, yeah, well, you have a good surgeon, so I think you'll be okay, but definitely we'll be rooting for you. Uh, yeah. JP, if you had the precise max, would you would you have had a better experience? Who knows? I mean, um, I had a good experience with, with the regular precise and precise max would have probably allowed me to go fully weight bearing sooner but in the end it's only a matter of a few months difference and but the, also we because we talked about it earlier and yeah i mean it's it's a good insurance policy in the sense that you you're almost sure you're not going to break the nail or bend it so you it's going to be a less stressful experience but mm -hmm. uh otherwise um i mean um i think 
I think it was fine with Precise. Uh, I liked the experience. I, I mean, um, it it will make it better, but also it will be more expensive. So yeah, that's a trade off. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree with you there. Yeah, but I think you were just very cautious, so it wasn't too hard for you. But patients, there's patients who are just very. They've never had a surgery. They're not very patient, and they just want to get it moving. Uh, so I think you're right. That insurance policy. So it depends on the patient. Um, uh, the box. Can you can you completely get rid of the scars? Um, yeah, yeah, you can definitely, uh, at least enough with, they fade, they fade a lot, uh, but then, you know, after you get your nails removed and stuff, you can always get laser scar removal, uh, that can help get rid of them. Yeah, there's also these little patches yeah. you can buy to put on your scars. Yeah, you were saying something about that, I remember last time you were on, um, yeah, you'll have to send me an email of what that it, is, Brett, and I can tell It's just it on anyway. Amazon, it, it almost looks like a roll of tape or something, but you can cut them out and put little pieces on your pieces scars. Are. And okay. uh, it's supposed to make your scars go away. It worked pretty well it worked. For, for you. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Uh, can you tell us where the when the stride nail substitute will be available? So what I'm hearing is like quarter one of uh, 24. Uh, but again, some people are already trying to book for November at their clinics. So it really does. I don't know for a fact, but I just know the fact it's coming out in the next six months or so. All right. Last couple questions here, guys, and we're going to wrap it up. I think there's a lot more questions here, but let's see. Um, um, this is about traveling. So are you able to get through the airport with the internal rods without setting off the medical metal t detector? So um, anybody travel? Any of you guys travel through the I, airport? I, I flew with mine. Uh, whenever I was at Paley's, they give you a special card with um, that tells you, you know, you have this in you and all of that. So when I was at the airport, I just give them that. And okay. uh, you kind of do a separate way of going through TSA kind of thing. Gotcha. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell patients, if you're getting it done, ask your surgeon for like a note or some sort of card to kind of give your explanation. Cause I'm sure they're going to pick it up and they're like, Hey, what's this? Especially now with everything going on. Uh, you're the man, Victor. Thanks for words. But yeah, no, definitely, man. I appreciate your support. Um, anything else guys? I think we're good. I'm just going to scroll all the way down, make sure I didn't miss any questions. Okay. Just like two more here. So this one's for, um, can you okay so he's asking about athletic abilities after surgery um so brett is probably the furthest along here um or jp2 because they're both at like the year so yeah you guys want to take this one you too um I can, yeah you can go ahead jp i mean athletic what at uh for athletic abilities you're gonna have to work hard if you max out your nails because obviously you're changing your biomechanics and also your body has to adapt your, and as long as you have your nails inside it's not going to be a fun experience you know it's because you can feel the pin sites when you run but it's possible and it, mm -hmm. the improvement is is there you can keep improving and uh, it's just going to take a while and i, I think um, we've had the discussion that uh, before where uh, we came to the conclusion that like you can probably come back to close to 100% of what you were before or even better but that's only if you work hard consistently for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And then Brett? I, I'm, I'm waiting, obviously, to be completely done and get the nails out. I assume that's when I'm going to be able to go more back to closer to my higher athletic abilities. But 
I'm definitely, I used to be a very fast runner. I was pretty quick and I'm not as fast as I used to be and it's frustrating, <laughs> but uh, I am you know, practicing sprinting and things like that. I can do it. I have longer strides, but I'm just not as quick as I used to be with my movements right now. And as far as jumping, I am jumping again, but I would say with my new, you know, three inches taller, I probably can jump about as high as I used to could in my old height, you know, so I, I haven't, haven't gotten, um, as in I would hit the same height when I'm jumping, you know, so yeah. I, I assume once I get the rods out, like I said, and I really start trying to push things that I, maybe I can get back to where I used to be, but I don't know that I'll ever be hundred percent, but at least in the 90 something percent range is what I'm hoping for. So. Yeah. And I, I think I, my point on this is like when, when what JP said and what I always say is like, when I say that you can be better than you were before, you'll never be the same. And because like Brett just said, you're going to have a decrease in your, your default performance, like what you could possibly have done if you never did limb lengthening, but you would have to train maximally at that standard, right? Like, but after limb lengthening, you're, determination your dedication to your training your rehab and stuff is so much higher that you're most likely going to train harder and you're naturally going to be at a higher level than you were before surgery you could be like uh, jp said for years training so i think that's what i have to explain to people it's like you'll never be if i trained you right now before surgery you would be way better than you were you would be after surgery because i would push you to your limits but you doing it yourself through limb lengthening, you're going to push yourself to a higher limit than you're training right now. If that makes any sense, it's kind of hard to explain, but that's what happened with me. Cause like, I guarantee you, I have issues that are holding me back from what I could have been if I was perfect, but you know, I pushed myself to a higher level and I was able to kind of surpass those. So, all right, let's answer these last two questions. And we're going to call it a day. So this one's for Brett. Okay. Three questions. Cause the J they have a JP question in there. <laughs> all right. So, um, here we go, Brett, uh, above tempo, you're doing a second surgery. What was your old height and what's your, What's your goal height? Okay, yeah. So when I originally started last year, um, just saying so you know, I did quadrilateral like like um, Victor said. So I did the tibias and femurs. It was two surgeries. First, I did tibias. Three weeks later, I did femurs. Uh, I started around about five seven and a half um, was my height. Uh, now I'm, you know, around five ten and a half, five eleven. Um, and my goal is to go back and do another four and four, and that's going to put me somewhere around six one six two if all goes well. So that's my final goal that I'm shooting for. So. That's awesome, and that's what JP's at right now, I think, right, JP? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. All right. So then they're just asking Brett, how's it? Has your new height affected your life? It yeah, um, definitely have noticed differences. Um, so, uh, especially, you know, I guess like going out socially, things like that. Um, I, I definitely can tell, I feel like people, it's really hard to explain, but I think people treat you a little differently. Um, I almost feel like I had to work harder when I was shorter. Like now it's like, you kind of get that respect without earning it. It's, it's really weird to explain, but people just treat you differently. It's, it's, yeah. it's very, uh, very different to explain, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, I hear that a lot too. Uh, all right, JP, you're up here. Ben's asking. Uh, I heard you were in a documentary, Worldwide News, with an anchor. <laughs> How did that interview go? <laughs> That's what made him a superstar. <laughs> I mean, the interview went well. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, w five uh, <laughs> leg up. That's the name of it. That's leg right. Up. That's right. 
Like, and Victor Hoffman in the documentary, they, they flew to uh, Baltimore and they, they, they met Victor they, they, they did. They did. They did. But I couldn't steal JP's thunder. I mean, the guy was a superstar. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see. Um, I think we had the last question. Did I miss one in here? I probably did. But okay. Last question here. Um, saying how much did he pay with Paley? Sorry if you asked this question. So yeah, you can check out the prices on the, the website on his website. I don't want to say that right now. Um, yeah, he's got the so, five different. He has five different options on his site. Yeah, he has five different uh, options. You can see each one and their price on there. Right, right, and they have like how they do them and stuff like that. So definitely check that out for more information. Um, and then this last question kind of is here. So it's about athletes should not get the surgery as it'll affect the PB personal best. I'm guessing that means some ability is lost. Yeah, we kind of mentioned this earlier. For normal, for so for normal gym goers, the decrease in ability is less than if you're like a sprinter or like a sports player, like a soccer player, like Lionel Messi or something like that, because of the fact that you're in a closed chain movement, like your feet are on the ground in the gym, right? Like a lot of time you're doing squats and stuff. So you, as long as you kind of fix your, figure out your biomechanics, you're, you're pretty good in the gym. It's more about like, you're going to notice like what Brett said, you're going to feel heavier legs and stuff like that um, until you get the rail, the nails out. Um, but I think for people who are like moving like sports athletes, those are the ones who are going to see the bigger impact after the surgery, if they do more length. So cool. Um, JP, anything else to add? No, I mean, uh, congrats on the uh, almost 100 episode, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks, brother. I mean, you've been here for a significant portion of you, Brett. Uh, now we got Fate here, man. I appreciate you guys, seriously, for joining and for helping out. Um, they said Messi had limb lengthening. I know from a good source. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's doing what he's doing in Miami because of that, right? I, I doubt that. So, <laughs> but um, no, I want to thank everybody on the panel here. We had Ricky B, we had JP, we had Fate, we had Above Tempo, uh, or Brett, we had LS. All you guys, thanks so much for coming on, sharing all your experiences for limb lengthening. Uh, next week, guys, we're going into September, so I'm trying to get some of the European crew coming on. I think Johannes, he has agreed to doing an early interview in early September. So look for him to come on. He's the guy who did a lot of length in his femurs, had to get his IT band, you know, fixed and stuff like that. So that'd be coming up really, really soon. Then we'll be doing a stature lengthening round table probably the week after, or maybe a discrepancy. And then the week after we're figuring it out and we'll have some surgeons on. So we've got some good stuff coming up guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for all you guys in the chat. Um, and until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life and all these amazing patients signing out. See you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>